Hello, my friends. I am going to talk right now on how do you know the difference if you're operating in your own strength or the strength of God? Like, this is a big, lofty question. And I always hear, you know, go go forth in the um, in the strength of the Lord. You know, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power is what Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 says. And that's, of course, an amazing, beautiful scripture. But how do you know? I mean, as Christians, should we just sit back? I mean, hey, we got the strength of the Lord. Do we really need to work that hard? Um, how do how do we know? How do we balance that? How do we recognize when we're putting in a lot of effort, but that effort is not of God? And how do we know when to let God fight our battles? And the difference between were we supposed to fight a little bit there and we just got lazy, you know, because we knew some scripture about how God will fight our battles. And that sounded really good at the time because we're tired of confrontation and fighting and having to say things to people that are uncomfortable, being um, brutally, not brutally honest, because we're supposed to do all things in love, but being maybe to some of us who are more timid, painfully honest, um, showing up to places, you know, being bold, uh, not saying something when you feel like you've got to take action and react to that statement. I mean, this is how to live. Strength is a huge thing. Without strength, all of us are not effective. And I'm very fascinated with people who have a lot of physical strength. I very much uh, appreciate it and, um, you know, give them kudos for that because I know that anybody who, you know, runs marathons or runs, period, <laughs> runs marathons, um, physical trainers, all that all those who um, majored in kinesiology, kinesiology, did I say that right? I think that's a fascinating field. And I'm very interested in how one can get physical strength, strength and health, um, and strength in the spirit. So is one passive? Is one aggressive? And I'm just going to explore all these questions as I explored them in the Word of God, but this is just part one. So I'm just going to give you a little background and just whet your appetite. And I would love to hear comments about this because I think this is an amazing topic that we all can explore and give each other help and revelation on, and it will change all of our lives for the better. So I was the the reason why I got on this was because one morning. I was my Bible reading portion through a schedule that I keep every morning was Second Chronicles 26, 15 and 16. It included that. And then also I was in the New Testament in Acts chapter 9 about when, when um, God said to Paul, um, you know, why are you persecuting me? And, and Saul got the revelation, oh my goodness, that's the Christ, you know, the Jesus who died on the cross, that was Jesus Christ. Uh, Stephen, who was stoned to death by my approval of doing it, he really was speaking the truth. So um, this was, you know, he was on his way on the road to persecute Christians and have them arrested because he felt they were being blasphemous. And then 
within nanoseconds, the Lord speaks to him and his entire life changes. And so going back to contrasting these King Uzziah in Second Chronicles chapter 26, who started out being a really good king, and Acts chapter 9, um, I wanted, they both talked about strength. And so in second Corinthians, and so when I was reading both about strength, a lot of times the Holy spirit will put a curiosity in me to teach me something. Cause then I'm like, I ask a lot of questions and I seek the word for it. And when I'm going about my daily life, I'm pondering these things. You know, it said that Mary, the mother of Jesus, when Simeon, prophesied to her she pondered these things in her heart when he said you know he was going to um a a sword was going to pierce her soul like you know that she just you know about him being the messiah and all that i don't have that memorized but anyways so in second corinthians that was a big uh backstory but here we go that took five minutes to explain what i'm getting into but in second corinthians chapter 26 verse 15 speaking of uzziah it says his fame spread and he grew marvelously helped till he was strong and i'm thinking so far so good because um you know his fame spread and you know it seems like everybody wants to be somebody i mean if everybody or a lot of people didn't want attention then social media wouldn't have blown up like it has in the past few decades. You know, nobody would care about Facebook. Nobody would be taking selfies. You know, the Apple business and Samsung and all that wouldn't be as popular because a lot of the reason why people upgrade their phone is because they get better pictures of themselves, you know, (laughs) better videos of themselves. You know, this is, this is just who we are. This is just who we, you know, where we are and we all want to look good. You know, we, um, that's why the, the phones, the popular phones and the attraction to buy those phones is because it has all those filters for photographs. And, and I could even make myself look like I had an amazing makeup, makeup job done and, and, um, have even better than a facelift because I totally look myself, look like myself, but 20 years old because of all the filters that you could possibly do on a photo. And I'm not mad about that. But anyways, um, so, you know, fame, we're seeing fame, fame spread his, okay, Abraham, it says that God would make his name great. So obviously, that's not a sin um, in and of itself. And he grew marvelously helped. And this was in the um, um, English Standard, ESV, English Standard Version. This was in that version of Bible. And I didn't look up the word marvelously, but I know what it means in English, and it really got my attention because to reveal, to be a little bit raw with you guys, you know, my, I think my to my go-to pity party, my go-to pity party, feel sorry for myself, um, complaint about life itself is that I always need more help. You know, um, oh, if I have money, money, help and money, that's like my two things, help, no, wait, help in time, help in time. I want more time. I want more help. I want more time. I want more help because if I had more time and then add in that equation money. So those three things, then I would have a physical trainer. 
Um, I would just pay people to do things that I feel weak in, or that I would pay people to teach me to be um, bilingual in Spanish and Hebrew, which is a huge um, passion desire of mine when I have more time and I have help and I have money to pay for it. So there's all kinds of stuff. Um, you could ask my husband, you know, help is a big thing for me. And it's pretty funny because all the things, you know, the Lord led me ultimately to do Mindy Joy Ministries, which if you notice is not like, Mindy Joy and family, Mindy Joy and friends. It's like, really, I'm the person who's always wanting to do things in groups and God is pushing me out here to do this thing all alone and by myself. So here I am. So, you know, um, he was marvelously helped. I'm like, cool. Like, Uzziah's got it made, King Uzziah, um, till he was strong. And then that was the other thing. It's like, man, he was strong. Like, that's what I want. I want a physical trainer right now to do weight resistance. And I'm going to, I'm going to get it, uh, whether I'm figuring it out. I'm in the process of figuring it out. And, um, I'm going to be a bad mamma like, come like four months down the line, I'm going to get those biceps back in my arm. Now, mind you, this is all relatively speaking to me. Um, you know, for me, for my body, a bicep is just anything that's going to be a little higher than my natural arm. I'm not going for the, uh, where I feel confident hanging out with, you know, um, the guys, the tattooed guys, like where the heavy weights are. Like I feel very wimpy when I even walk through them to get the five pound weights. But that's, again, is a whole other YouTube. So here we are, King Uzziah. He's marvelous help, marvelously helped. His fame spread. He's strong. So I'm expecting good news. And, and um, yes, I read the Bible, you know, for years, like through, I read the Bible through the year, but I don't remember every story and where it goes. Although I, I did remember that King Uzziah wasn't going to work out well for him, but I didn't know that this was going to be his fall. So verse 16, but it says, but when he, meaning Uzziah grew strong, he grew proud. And this is where everything turned in Uzziah's kingdom. And it was kind of like, is he still a good king? Could we put him in that category? Eh, kind of, sort of. Yeah, he did do a lot of good things, but it didn't end up well for him, you know, for his people. Like, you know, he died... Um, he died a, a pretty peaceful death. There's more about that story. But for his lineage, God told him it's not going to go well for your lineage because of what, because his pride grew. And um, that would not make me happy. And it was really weird because King Uzziah said, um, it is well, something like if he was cool with it. And I'm like, I'm not cool with that. Like, I'd rather know that my son was going to be okay and that my future grandchildren that don't exist yet are going to be okay and their children. That would be more important to me. I'd rather lose years of my life and have that seriously. Um, but I don't know. Um, that's where, you know, maybe that pr pride was just had him so gripped. Everything was just about himself and his comfort. But then the same day, I'm reading Acts chapter 9 about um, Paul when he... Um, you know, when, when God revealed to him who he was, and it says in verse Acts 9, um, well, I'll start with verse 6. It says, but rise, he's, this is God's directions to Paul, but rise and enter the city and you will be told what you are to do. So um, it's okay to wait. So, okay, I'm, I'm talking about godly strength, 
versus strength of our flesh, like just being strong in our own flesh without the help of the Lord. And so Paul, being that he was a very passionate person who just went about um, doing things immediately and taking charge of things, he has to wait. Like he doesn't know what's going on yet. He's in a lot of perplexity and he says, um, rise and enter the city and you will be told what you are to do. So Paul, who's like a Pharisee of the Pharisees and very learned has to be almost like a child. Like he doesn't know who he's going to see, what's going to happen, what just happened, why he can't see anymore. Um, and so one aspect of godly strength is waiting on the Lord waiting on the Lord. That doesn't mean we do anything. Just think of the term wait on tables. When you think of, you know, if you have a, a waitress or waiter or server, you know, that's um, waiting on your table. They're not being passive. You don't want them to be passive because you're hungry and you want your food to come out warm, right? So we're busy with the things of God, but we're waiting on him for an answer or to move forward on a big decision or perhaps before we say something to somebody, before we minister to somebody, we're, we're waiting for the green light. So that's one aspect of godly strength is waiting on the Lord and, and operating in the fruits of the Spirit. You know, one of them is patience. And while you're being patient, you're being gentle, you're being kind, you're being faithful, you're being generous, you're being loving, joyful, um, peaceful, you're operating in self-control while you're being patient. So that's one of the ways, that's one aspect of godly strength. And then in verse, um, verse 19, it says that taking food, he was strengthened after um, preaching. Okay, so we see that God doesn't expect when you have godly strength that it's just real foolishness and it's a million percent godly strength. Like you're going to prove to everybody, like I'm just going to show up and I'm going to show up in the strength of the Lord and to prove it to everybody, I'm going to run two miles every day in the morning and I'm going to work 15 hours a day and I'm and on top of that, I'm going to fast. I'm not even going to eat. And, you know, Christians sometimes do stuff like that. And I just heard one minister talking about, that that ministered um on um recently that I heard him I think it was last Monday a very good teacher and he spoke of somebody that he knew of that went to a very fine um bible college and he decided out of his love and dedication for the Lord that he was going to deprive himself greatly of sleep every day of his life so he woke up at 3 and I don't know what time he went to bed but he only had like a few hours sleep every night, like he um, didn't sleep past 3 a.m. And that's not saying oversleep, guys, or that, um, you know, there are some ministers who wake up at 3 a.m. and they pray, um, but they're also good stewards of their body. I'm sure they get rest somewhere down the line or they're eating nutritionally or whatever. But, but that this man died years afterwards because he died of fatigue. So, you know, the Lord isn't asking us to be a fool like that. But um, verse 22 is the clincher to me, and it said... Um, we're talking about godly strength versus fleshly strength, okay? So um, Saul increased all the more in strength. I'm like, huh, okay, he increased in strength and confounded the Jews who lived in Damascus 
by proving that Jesus was the Christ. So I thought, gee, one fruit of godly strength is, so to speak, I'm, you know, we talk about fruit of the spirit. Well, a, a fruit or a tangible evidence of godly strength is boldness in his word and being able to use God's word skillfully um, by the spirit of God and proving that Jesus is the Christ and not being and and the opposite of pride because this was not something that was popular to talk about. If you want fame, um, this is not the way to get it. This is not the way to get it to be Jewish and tell other Jews that Jesus is the Christ. This is not the way to make friends, Paul. This is not the way to be popular. So where we see that um, King Uzziah's strength made him proud, you know, when he, he went the wrong way. But here, Paul's strength through the Lord, he doesn't care what people think about him. And that's an attribute of an attribute of godly strength. So I want to hear what you think about that. There's a whole lot more that I'm going to talk about godly strength versus, you know, strength of the flesh. And again, that doesn't mean that we just sit and we, we just wait. The Bible does talk about, um, that having done all, I think it's in the book of of Ephesians that having done all we stand like after you've done everything you could possibly do in your own strength. That's when you wait on the Lord to um, operate in his strength and his grace. It's not an excuse to sit back. Oh, how I wish it was an an excuse to sit back. I would love that. But um, we're going to explore what it really means that the Holy Spirit is our helper. So if you have anything else to share, I would love to hear about that. You can write me at Mindy Joy Ministries. Um, That's plural, Mindy Joy Ministries, just how ministries is spelled at gmail.com, mindyjoyministries at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. So please tell me your thoughts about this. And then my next podcast is going to be part two on godly strength versus um, fleshly strength. Um, Doing things, how do we know that we're doing things in our strength? How do we know that we're doing things in the strength of the Lord? So especially where money's concerned, we're going to get in areas of that. And um, yes, it's going to be fun. And again, please write me. What's your experience with um, godly strength and doing things in your own strength and times you caught yourself doing things in your own strength and times you were amazed because you did that God used you to do something in his strength. So... Let's see. I'm looking at my notes. Was there anything else? Um, Yep, I think I covered it. Okay, friends, until part two, be blessed.